This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce, hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. Welcome back to South Philly Sauce, an Odyssey original brought to you by 94 WIP and Jack Daniels. Ashlyn Al here with you and this Flyers team. It is hot right now. It's exciting. The city is getting behind it. They're on a nine-game point streak, a three-game winning streak. But since the last time we spoke, they've beaten the Caps, the Red Wings, the Devils. Al and I are a day removed from doing that post-game show for the Devils game. And it was awesome. It was an exciting game and a big win for the Flyers. Yeah, well, to quote um, our favorite flyer, Cam York, what does he say now? Vibes are high. The vibes are so high. So right now, vibes are very high with the Flyers. And it's a good thing, Ashen, because vibes were really low with the Eagles. So they really needed, the city kind of needed something. The two winner teams, actually, but the Flyers, especially coming up with a winning streak or a point streak like this is unexpected and very appreciated right now. It is. And if you go on social media and you look at anything – that anyone posts about the Eagles and you go in the comments, it's everyone jumping ship to the Flyers, which is dramatic. And it is funny right now. The Eagles are going to get back on track. Everything's fine. But people are just saying, you know what? I'm just going to root for the Flyers because it's easier at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he've been in Philly long enough now. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's, it's chaos after it a loss. And it's you start the parade after a win. So you're, you're halfway between a parade and drowning yourself right now. So just get used to it because it goes that way from Monday to Tuesday every week. It's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with. And speaking of, of dramatics, let's check in with Frank from Barstool Sports, <laughs> who is a big Devils fan. And if you miss the Flyers-Devils game, this will just recap everything for you. Also hockey, Timo Meyer is a bum, a bust. And then we get the puck away time and time and time again. What do you think is going to happen? Now the Flyers are now the Flyers are a mile ahead of us. We are so far out of the playoff race. It's the season is over. It's not even Christmas. What a joke! <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> well, well, maybe they're just like Eagle fans. Well, it just sounds I, like it. I, I Frank, I can, you've yeah, got a whole season left. Oh man, they've had they've had enough uh, success over the Flyers. It can be a little give and take here, but no, I can see where they're upset. I mean, they were supposed to be the hot team coming into this season, and they beaten the Flyers in an overtime because the Hughes brothers combined. And and on this night, you know, the Flyers just went at, literally went between the two Hughes brothers to score the overtime game winner. It was terrific, and I I don't mind having. You know what? I love the fact that the Devils fans are that passionate because for a long time it had been kind of you know, have you parade in a parking lot or whatever. So I really appreciate when you beat a team and their fans, that's why people love to beat Philadelphia teams because the right. fans go, go crazy. So that's terrific having that reaction like that. And every fan base should have fans like that, that care that much. 
Yeah. And it's one of the best new rivalries in hockey as well. And it's really the past couple of years because the devils have those superstars. You see this rivalry kind of for the new age of hockey and those Hughes brothers. And it is uncharacteristic for the devils. They had a ton of turnovers last night, but credit for the flyers for taking advantage of it, especially Owen Tippett in overtime. Yeah, the Devils made some, and you know, our favorite fan there mentioned it. You know, Timo Meyer really has struggled for them, and he was supposed to be a big addition. Maybe they just have won too many Swiss. I don't know, but they, but they, but it was, it was, it was a real sweet victory because it's been such a long time. The Devils have Stanley Cups. They've come on and you know won. It seems like every time they needed a big win, there'd be somebody, Ilya, Eliash, or whoever, come in and score a big goal. Even Danico, whomever, from back in the day. So this is nice to be able to compete like this, especially when the Devils are running about with Nico Hischer, you know, the number one pick. He played his 400th game against the Flyers. Meanwhile, Nolan Patrick retires the very same day, the second pick that the Flyers got, you know, after the concussions and all. So maybe it's uh, maybe they've now stepped up eye to eye with them. But Ration, I'm telling you, with those two Hughes brothers, uh, it's 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 going to be it's going to take everything to beat them in the next several years. Right. And the Flyers have two more games against the Devils this season, one of them being the stadium series. So these are now games that you circle and look forward to because it's been two epic clashes so far this year. And we've got to talk about Ryan Paling. Have yourself a day, Ryan Paling, two goals against the Devils. And we talked about kind of all season. We've really seen it the past month, this scoring by committee approach where it doesn't have to be one guy. I will say Ryan Paling was at the end of my list of guys I expected to have two goals, but credit to the Flyers because they have options now. Yeah, credit to uh, John Tortorella, the coach and the coaching staff for being willing to, a guy starts playing well and you get rewarded with ice time. A couple of games ago, got moved up a line. And then as the game goes on, you get more and more ice time because you deserve it. You earn it. So he's been a, considered, I guess, a young player, um, but really he's 25. So he's not like a kid anymore. And he had that great break into the league with the hat trick uh, against Montreal back in the, back in the day. Oh, so I'm mean, with Montreal back in the day. So this is a this is a real nice addition. The, I guess what it is is the options that they have now to get somebody's going good. The options they have, and the downside is some guys are going to get, you know, some more time on the bench. But mm-hmm. when you've got guys going like this, John Tortorella, and he's always done it throughout throughout his coaching career. If you're hot, you're going to get ice time. Yeah, it's going to come full circle for everyone. I mean, granted, you're going to have your guys that you know are going to get their ice time, like uh, Travis Konechny and Owen Tippett. Right now, you're seeing the short end of the stick for someone like Cam Atkinson, who hasn't been clicking scoring goals. But you got to think it's going to take one game for Cam Atkinson to clip, and then he gets his ice time. And, and they're trying to find Risto more ice time. It's now a it's an awesome problem to have that you have too many guys playing well, and it's a kind of a puzzle to put this all together. Yeah, Atkinson uh, is a curious case because he's mm-hmm. he's had some breakaway opportunities. And in, in many cases, you just say, well, the guy's getting chances. That means he's in the right place. We said that, you know, we've, we've said that with other players. Forster, he's just playing so well, he'll get his chance. As long as you're getting chances, I don't worry. But Atkinson's a guy who event, he has to finish uh, eventually. I mean, he's got to, he, you know, that's that's what he's there to, to, to break away is to finish like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and even, you know, even Tortorella, who you know loves the guys, had him before. He's a big part of this team. It's like, well, now you have to. Now you know it's so much for being in the right place and getting chances. Now you got to finish. We're depending on you to finish, and that's where you see. Even with a veteran, that's where you see pressing, uh, because that's a guy who 
you know, it's not like a bonus that he scores goals on a breakaway. It's like, this is why we pay you to score goals on the breakaway. Yeah, this is, this is why we do this. So now I, I think you're seeing a little bit here of a little bit of pressing by Atkinson. And as you say, it should come. Uh, we see with Couturier, he's come back from injury like Atkinson. It's taken a bit of time to get into some sort of stride. And Atkinson's at that point right now. But I just hope he doesn't – I don't care how much of a veteran you are. When you start pressing, it's, it's, a, it's a miserable place to be. Yeah, and sadly, he doesn't have the levity that a Tyson Forrester or a Bobby Brink have of being a young guy trying to figure yeah. it out. You are. You're expected to perform. And Cam Atkinson doing great things and making an impact just doesn't have the goals to show for it. And that's that's a weird thing going on with the Flyers. And the biggest, weirdest thing going on with the Flyers right now is Carter Hart and, and what's happening with him. All we know is that he is dealing with an illness. We believe it to be something stomach-related. At first, it was food poisoning. Now we don't know. Then you have Kevin Kurz with The Athletic reporting against the Devils. Carter Hart was supposed to start and then had fatigue factor and couldn't play. And I got to imagine... If you have all this going on with your stomach, you don't know what's happening. Neither of us are doctors. Yeah, you're going to be really fatigued. I mean, you know, when you have a stomach flu, it it you can't even get off the couch, much less play a hockey game. Yeah, I guess the best case scenario is I was over at practice. You know, he practiced, and that's why we all thought he was going to go. Right. But, yeah, but you haven't played in a while, and if you you know maybe dehydrate, uh, mm -hmm. it takes a bit to come back, and you don't want to be in a the worst thing you can do is to come in, say you want to play, and then you're not unable to. It screws everything up, uh, yeah. especially if you're the goaltender to come in. It's not like in, in football occasionally you go and get the IV and come back in. Well, that's not happening. Um, no. You know, with a, with a goal, it just doesn't happen. So I'm, you know, fingers crossed. That's all it was was a dehydration issue. And he seemed a couple of days ago to think we've got this, you know how you're relieved when you find out what it is? Yeah, uh, whatever it was, he, he, finally seemed, got yeah. mm -hmm. he finally was relieved. They didn't give any diagnosis, but he was relieved like, you know, OK, we've got this on. We're going to get this under control now. It shouldn't be an issue. But um, I don't think anybody will be relieved as a fan base until they see him in again and playing strong. The beauty is, I mean, if there's an upside, it's like, oh, my God, the top goalie went down and we got great goaltending. <laughs> It has been insane. And yeah, you got to think, I mean, I'm reading comments and people are like, well, just leave Sam Harrison in there. Well, no, you can't do that. Carter Hart is still your number one goaltender. Sam Harrison, four starts in a row. He's been electric. He's been awesome. And John Torrell talked about it post-game devils that you see every single game him getting more confident, standing taller. This guy's really good. And the Flyers, they're really lucky to have him because I can only imagine how different we would be talking about this team. Everyone would be feeling about the Flyers if Carter Hart was missing four starts and the Flyers are falling apart. Oh, no, this is, yeah, this is, uh, you want to talk about Christmas gifts. I mean, <laughs> to be in Philadelphia and to have two goalies, I mean, it took a generation, two, three generations to get one goalie. <laughs> Never I mind know. now to have the, yeah, depth of two goalies. It is a, uh, it's a luxury. You know, you look around the league, you know, the Bruins have that 1A and 1, you know, 1 and 1A. And it just, you know, they, they're very good because of it. Mm -hmm. And the Flyers, because they've got this, this has helped as much as anything to kind of uh, accelerate this rebuild and give them a chance every night. The numbers are, the, the numbers really are knockout numbers. They're, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um, they, they shut people down on the road. You, they, they, they absolutely just lock the door. And a lot of that is because 
there's not one leaky goal getting through, a very few leaky goal getting through late in a game. It changes the entire dynamic of a team late in a game when you've got not one, but two goaltenders like this. Yeah, and now you're hearing, I got asked by a fan the other day about the trade, of course. Everyone wants to talk about trades and what the Flyers are doing. We got some time. It's not time yet to be, you know, guessing what's going to happen here. But because Sam Harrison's playing so well, imagine the assets you can get for Sam Harrison. Someone that needs a number one goaltender. I think Sam Harrison has proved he can be the guy somewhere. But if you're the Flyers, I don't think you want to screw with that. Well, no, not with, you know, especially with the uh, contract situation. It's a, it's a real luxury right now. You know, yeah. when it comes down to it, if I don't think they're, I think they're going to be in the race throughout. So I don't even know they're going to be playing cards that people are assuming now. But if Erickson continues to play like this, it won't be him that people are thinking is going to get traded. It'll, right. it'll be it'll be Carter Hart. And I, I think the I, you know I think the Flyers because of the the uh, contract situation, I don't think they have to move on. I think they're they're going to be very fortunate, and they would hope that we're not going to move either goalie. We're going to end up with one of the best one two punches in the entire league. Yeah, and you're already hearing Charlie O'Connor had a great article with Danny Breer a sit down about looking forward and you're already wondering if the flyers can keep this up right now, they're second place in the Metro. And that's the biggest question is how long can they play this hard style of hockey? Is it too much to ask for them to play, you know, in four more months like this money, many think not, but Danny Bray was talking about if you're at the point where you're in it in March, when that trade deadline hits, do you want to screw up the locker room? You know, do you want to trade a guy like a Ryan Paling or a Scott Lawton or someone that really means a lot and risks screwing up a really good thing. But then you have the caveat, you're supposed to be playing for the future right now as well and getting assets for years to come. So I would not want to be Danny Breer right now. It's a lot of questions to have. No, and he's going to have to also weigh in. The fan interest is getting maximized, right? Times three. Build. Yeah. They're starting to build this fan interest again. And a playoff series goes so far in doing that we saw it with the phillies so i mean there won't just be pressure of okay you can win a playoff series maybe who knows with the goaltending what they have but they'll be like what are you doing now we've got a team that people like these players they're playing really well we've kind of turned it around people are buying tickets let's let's not let this go right. um you know, they'll, they'll still make the right hockey decision and a lot of it nationally i think be determined on what people's contract situation is going to be. If you'll get literally nothing, if you, if you go through the summer of the expiring contract or whatever, mm -hmm. that, that might be what, what, what filters into it more, but I'm hoping they're in that spot that they, that they have to make decisions like that. And if they do, I mean, they'll, they'll get a boatload, the better position they're in, the better they'll be able to get, but you look around now and boy, I'll tell you, they're a tough team to beat. The, the difference being, winning one game against the team and then seeing them maybe two weeks, two months later in some cases, or maybe Detroit, you see them every couple, every, once, twice in a week, but that's rare. <laughs> Playing in a playoff series is different. And yeah. that's, that's probably where they're going to look ahead and say, well, how far are we going to be ahead in this? Is, you know, is it going to be just eight days and then we're gone? But right. with goaltending, you can never tell in hockey. And, you know, last year we saw an, you know, an eight seed <laughs> do great things. So mm -hmm. in hockey, it happens. And that'll yeah. be that'll be where they're in there at. In the meantime, you just enjoy the ride, and more than just the ride, you enjoy your association with these players. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that they were anonymous um, a month ago, a lot of them, yeah. and now now they're very much uh, in 
people people know them. Uh, mm-hmm. People know who they are, how they play, uh, their skills, what they're like. I mean, you do the, ash, the uh, interviews between periods, and they come across as really nice guys, they, and really playing hard, and 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 people like the uh, the Darth Vader coach. <laughs> They, 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 they like the I don't combination. Think he, likes he doesn't like how likable he's getting. He wants everyone to chill out. <laughs> I know, but they I mean, really, they got something special going there. So, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be as quick to uh, pull a trigger on a trade as some people anticipate right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And a guy that has been loved for so long here in this Flyers organization, Scott Lawton. He's our Jack Daniels salute. And Al Morgani caught up with him at practice. How con- the confidence level now, like it's got to be all time high. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I think the way we Henry kill kind of uh, brings uh, power plays down a little bit, gives you opportunities uh, for chances. But uh, I think our obviously your goaltending's got to be huge on the PK. I think that's been our strong point, and then uh, guys are blocking shots and making it hard. Uh, it's hard to make a seam pass on our uh, on our penalty kill. So, uh, yeah, it's been good so far. We need to keep going, but uh, guys are reading off each other well, and it's uh, creating a lot, uh, a lot of momentum for our team. How much does it help to have a number of guys doing it? Yeah, it's huge. I think... Uh, I think ever since last year, I think TK has become one of the best penalty killers in the league and um, creates so much off it, but uh, does his job and block shots as, as one of your best players. And then adding Coots and Cam, uh, Garney and Pales, it uh, creates a whole different, uh, I don't know, different uh, groups that are comfortable with each other. And um, our D-men have, uh, have done a great job. So uh, continue to grow, but uh, it's been a good start for us, especially the last couple of years uh, kind of being being uh, not as good as we should have been. How do you communicate? I mean, is it when you know to go, how do you communicate that? Well, it's a lot of loose pucks, a lot of loose pucks recovery. And then uh, you have guys um, that read off each other well. Uh, You know to put it in the middle of the ice and then uh, the other guy's gone pretty much. So um, we've been holding on to pucks a little bit more and and finding that open open play and and, uh, open space. And um, it's created a lot for us. So it's not just shooting the puck down and and they retrieve it and and things like that but we've uh, put a lot more uh, on ice pressure and uh, up ice pressure and and, uh, creating stuff like that you you go up and down the lineup you're used to it i guess you become immune to it how how much is it nice to be part of that (laughs) what's that noise behind you (laughs) jamesy (laughs) yeah we have a christmas party going on How much is you go up and down a lineup you, wherever they need you, you, feel, you just fit in. But how much is it important to be like a part of that unit? Yeah, it is. It's uh, sometimes hard to, to get uh, the chemistry right, um, kind of moving from left wing to center and then up and down. So uh, you try and find it, uh, talk before games and um, create it that way. But uh, yeah, it's sometimes hard to, to create that chemistry uh, right away when you when you haven't played with the guys for a while, but uh, pretty much comfortable with anyone now. And uh, got to create more uh, off the four check and, and in the ozone. I think uh, kind of one and done and skating back and forth and uh, not providing much. But it's got to be. I don't know. I guess it has to feel good to to be a person that can just fit in with everybody. 
Yeah, I think uh, you try and try and, uh, especially when I got sent down there uh, a couple years ago now, but uh, to try and uh, complete my game a little bit more and uh, play in different situations. Um, got moved to the wing uh, a while ago and uh, comfortable there, so I think, uh, yeah, wherever they need me, uh, try and provide that same energy and same consistency and uh, kind of go from there. Can you play deep? <laughs> I wouldn't mind it on the point on the power play. <laughs> Put that word in. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, have a good holiday. Have a good party. <laughs> well, we just heard Scott Lawton talk about that penalty kill. It was perfect. 24 attempts, no goals. They sadly give up the goal against the Devils, but that's a pretty good streak to go on, Alan. It's been, I don't even want to call it a surprise because it was good last season as well, but it's even better this year. And you're really thankful for that penalty kill because the Flyers' power play hasn't been doing anything this season yeah yeah it's a real energizer and lot i caught up with them the, the day they were having their christmas party you know all the wives girlfriends whomever with the skating party and uh, <laughs> one of the uh team members kids was running around their lot and was having a blast with them that was the kid yelling in the background a little bit there but he would they were it was a it was a very light locker room that that day and it was a, a lot of fun and he's um He's on that PK and he knows how much it means, but you know, he's been moved up. I also asked him about going up and down the lineup because he's been fourth line and then come up and he, he's a real, he's an interesting case in the NHL. He's the only flyer to wearing a letter right now, mm -hmm. um, you know, as a, a alternate captain. And, but he, he's not like a top six guy many times, plays on the PK obviously, but is a real glue guy in the mm -hmm. locker room. He's been here a really long time. And I think it takes a special character to uh, to kind of live through that, live with that, and not whine up. Even last year, I think he was playing so well, and then his ice time cut at the end of the year. And yeah. it's like, he's the ultimate whatever-you-need-me-to-do guy. Now, having said that, they need him to do more at times. Uh, he's, his game slipped a little bit, but then he'll make a real big defensive play. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's that's what they're counting on. They're counting on him to uh, key situations to shut people down. Uh, to go in on certain face-off situations and but that that penalty kill i mean if I, the streak finally ended again in jersey on a freak goal i mean bounced yeah. uh, and bounced everywhere to get past airson but i mean it's been it, it's been lights out and it's uh it's a real testament to the um to the ability of guys like connectney to to mm -hmm. kind of just fit right in uh connectney's turned into a, a great penalty killer yeah. instinctual penalty killer and it's it's a lot of good coaching but with that there's a lot of just instinct that goes with penalty killing and it really works when you've got two guys that work well together so they know when their skates are going the other way up ice mm -hmm. and they can they can cheat uh so i've been uh it's impressive and it's uh it's as as along with the goaltending it's why they've managed to put this these these streaks together and get these points because as you mentioned there aren't many teams that can put together any sort of winning streak or point streak without a power play. And basically, yeah, basically, it's no exaggeration. This is without a power play. They, they, they managed, they managed, yeah, they managed <laughs> to do all this. Yeah, uh, and you wonder, I mean, they've been trying so many things to fix the power play. And we heard Torres talking about how he was encouraged not to mess with the line so they can give it some time to gel. You're still seeing a little movement, especially with Joel Farabee, a guy that's pushing for power play time. To me, it just, I don't know what else you can do. And I hate to sound pessimistic, but help isn't on the way with this. And I'm of the mindset, you tell me otherwise, if you haven't fixed it by now, are you going to fix it in a month? Like, it just seems like they're lacking pieces for it to work. 
Yeah, the the way it, it won't be fixed through coaching, I don't think. It'll be fixed. Yeah. Somebody will get hot. I mean, yeah, it, it'll be somebody. Forster will launch a shot and unlock it a little bit. Brink make some passes through. That's what'll fix it. Somebody from a point they'll try wrist line. I I've I've seen wrist line in front of the net too to try mm-hmm. to do that. That that's what'll fix it. And I don't know that it's ever going to be a cranking along in the top ten, yeah. but they they it, it's very capable of getting a little bit more than it has right now, especially when you've got guys that logically should fit in there. Yeah. Even at times frost who can drive your batty sometimes on, on what he does, but the skill level you see, and you know that, you know, guys like he and Brink, they should be able to, mm-hmm. to, to kind of trigger something on that power play. Yeah. And you got to imagine if the flyers can figure that out and add that as an asset to their game, then you're feeling even better about the potential of playoffs and just helping offensively. And up next, the Flyers' home game against the Nashville Predators. That was last team they lost to, beat them in overtime 3-2. to two. And the Preds, they were on a four-game winning streak until the Canucks beat them pretty badly. So they're going to come in here definitely with their hair on fire, Al. Yeah, they will. Um, better team than I thought many people thought they were going to be coming into this year. Play a little more offensive style than, than the previous years, which might – Expect, explain why they you know, didn't have a great game. The goaltender had a rare off game. He's a, you know, he played so well against the Flyers, especially. So that'll be tough. But I, I think despite all the good stuff that's going on, um, when you can win on the road, the way the Flyers have, it's totally unexpected. But I, I do think they need to um, establish more of a home ice advantage mm-hmm. for themselves and for a, fan base that can't wait to come out and and holler about what's going on and turn that place into the emotional place that it's been in past years their their power their play at home isn't as good i don't think as their play on the road um and i think that's that's that really would separate them right now if you're looking for you know two reasons why they possibly could be a a playoff team one improve it would be home ice and power play so if you get a power play going home that should start everything off. Yeah. And it's been, I mean, I've been impressed with the crowd, even with what they're doing so far this season. And you can only imagine if they get a couple more big home wins, like for example, after Thanksgiving, if they would have beaten the Rangers on home ice, you know, that would have been huge. They're just not quite there yet, but I applaud fans. I mean, it has been a night and day difference from last season. I was even impressed last season with the crowds at home ice, but this year, it's been rocking. Probably the past what, like two weeks, we've noticed a huge difference. Yeah, it's uh, and and I I think it's a lot of it is they actually they know the team better now, and and they're not. It's not doom and gloom. You know, previously, honestly, if you saw the game was going overtime, you just said, well, "I'm going home." I don't need traffic. Yeah, I, I don't I don't need to see this because I know what's going to happen. I don't want this. I'm going to or I'm going to cover my eyes. And now it's great. Now it's great. Now it's like, oh wow, this place. It's especially with Erson when he's playing in the shootouts like oh can't wait to see this this is gonna be great so that's a that's a huge element on what's going on and and it's come back I think quicker than than a lot of people expected just the the level of uh, emotion uh with the with the team right now totally agree and it was all up to the players we heard it since the start of training camp it was up to the players to speed up this rebuild and Credit to them. That is exactly what they're doing. And it's exciting times right now for the Flyers and everyone around that facility. So thanks for tuning in to South Philly Sauce, an Odyssey original brought to you by 94WIP and Jack Daniels. We'll see you later on this week.